Well, it's been an amazing two weeks. But first of all, uh, congratulations uh, on your appointment and congratulations on your new cabinet. You sort of uh, jumped the gun on the nation, uh, seven women in, in the cabinet. Uh, Obviously, you had a pretty good feel for what was happening. So really excited to be the Chief Minister of the Northern Territory. It's an honour and privilege and I'm a Territory girl, born in the Territory, been travelling the Territory my whole life and it's really wonderful to be with you here in Central Australia today. In terms of our team, everyone was selected on merit, but yes, we have seven out of nine are women and um, three of the nine members um, are Indigenous and so, you know, it represents the Territory and we're getting on with the job. The change in the government nationally obviously has significant implications for the Northern Territory. Uh, we know that uh, Labor was certainly out and about pre-selling the election, but they made some uh, massive commitments. Um, certainly uh, Central Australia, 200-odd uh, million, um, you know, for the National Aboriginal Art Gallery, the CBD, other programs, roads, and I'd imagine Darwin likewise with the port and other promises. Uh, how are you going to hold them to that now? So we've been keeping a good list, Paul, but Territorians do better under a Labor government federally, and that's because federal Labor understands the cost of service delivery, the cost of infrastructure into remote and regional areas. You only have to look at the legacy, you know, the remote clinics throughout the Northern Territory delivered by federal Labor government's funding. So it's really exciting uh, to have the opportunity to work with the two House of Representative members, so Marion Scrimshaw and Luke Gosling in the top end, and obviously Senator Mallon Derry McCarthy, and I do congratulate Senator Jacinta Price on her election. Uh, and, you know, the Territory, we certainly will be making sure that Canberra deliver on those commitments and we work closely with them. Now, a, a big issue for the Territory um, going forward, obviously, is our economy. Um, and no doubt you have your own ideas. I mean, I know there was a lot of talk uh, from the previous uh, coalition government about... Uh, Beedaloo and uh, Ellen, the gas fields and, and going forward with that. Where, where are you sitting with all of that now? So the leadership has changed. Michael Gunner has resigned and I'm proud to be the new Chief Minister. But business and the economy need certainty and stability. And so we've worked hard on our policies and our platforms and driving that economic growth. In terms of um, hydraulic fracturing, we know that it is um, an issue that concerns Territorians. We undertook an independent scientific inquiry as a government, 135 recommendations, and all of those recommendations will be implemented. And there's a number in there um, that will ensure that the environment is protected. And so those policy settings have not changed under my leadership. So uh, we can expect that things will proceed as planned? So we need to find that balance. We need to protect our environment and protect our water, but we also need to see economic activity. We need to generate on-source revenue so that we can pay for the services we need in our community, healthcare, education, our roads. So we undertook that independent inquiry to make sure that we just didn't let it loose, that we protected our environment, protected our water. And so that work, uh, I understand, will be completed by the end of this year and we're committed to that being followed through. So even though we've seen a, a massive injection of Greens membership and, and the election was won on um, global warming issues and a number of uh, issues around that, um, there's obviously going to be some sort of a national 
change in direction around obviously coal mining and, and, and other old resources, but uh, the territory's locked in now with this previous commitment. Well, no, I think what I'm saying is the commitment is around what needs to be in place if that was to take place. So we have to have the measures to protect the environment to make sure that community benefits uh, and then the exploration and the steps that will go beyond that. But we absolutely acknowledge that we need to transition from fossil fuels to renewables and the Northern Territory itself has strong plans around that. We certainly, in terms of renewables, are ensuring that we have the Sun Cable project but that there's manufacturing opportunities off that. But equally, you know, the Darwin-Catherine power grid getting a big battery in there to stabilise our power network. But we can't simply one day wake up and turn off that generation. So we certainly got those strong plans in place. And I do look forward to seeing a federal Labor government uh, who have got strong commitments and they can put them in place uh, as they, um, you know, take the leadership in Canberra. Now, um, again, another strong commitment from the uh, Labor government uh, around um, the... Uh, Truth, reconciliation, the voice to Parliament. The Territory uh, has already put a process in place. Um, again, going forward, I mean, uh, I think you've demonstrated in your Cabinet um, some of the positions there and obviously the elevation of Chansey, what significance you're putting on Aboriginal people in the Territory. So tell us a little bit about your connection and how you see it. The Uluru Statement from the Heart is something that is Labor, federal Labor policy. It's, it's something that we absolutely support. But we have got in place local decision making. So we engage with local communities, engage with traditional owners about what they want to see from their government and sign those agreements. Uh, I absolutely believe in Aboriginal leadership. Uh, I have been transitioning health clinics to Aboriginal community control. We value Indigenous and Territorians. We want their, their view. We want them at the table and that that's demonstrated through our cabinet, uh, but also through the processes we put in place as a Northern Territory government. Again, the um, federal government has um, suggested the work for the Dole uh, will be reviewed. This whole change in, in looking at how things can change in a positive way for Aboriginal people. I mean, we're looking at a long, long history of Aboriginal people being told what to do. And there's obviously still a great deal of reluctance to allow them not only to be at the table, but also to be part of the decision-making process. They should absolutely be a part of the decision-making process. They know what works best for their community, for their people, and we recognise that and we have integrated that into systems within the Northern Territory Government and we look forward to that change in Canberra uh, because we know that we certainly need Aboriginal people to fully recognise that we value them and that needs to be a responsibility of not just the work that we've done at the Northern Territory Government level but also at the Commonwealth Government. So I look forward to, to that further work. We have Minister Selina Ubo, that's Minister for Aboriginal Affairs, Local Decision Making and Treaty. Uh, and as you said, Minister Pake has, you know, he's the he's now the Attorney General uh, and Minister for Justice and, you know, a very strong voice for, for Central Australia. You mentioned uh, Selina. I mean, the work that she's been doing, um, the uh, Aboriginal uh, Justice investment. I mean, all of those things are... are uh, it's a long, slow process. But educating people about why it needs to be done is still very difficult. And that brings me to why you're here in Alice. You're here to t look at the crime situation. You're here to talk to people, listen to people. But I think generally what people want to hear from you is what are you going to do as far as action? 
So anyone that knows me, I'm always up for a yarn. I'm always up to listen and getting out. I've been in Catherine, Tannock Creek and, you know, delighted to be here in Alice Springs. I know the community's had a really tough time. Crime and antisocial behaviour is a complex issue. And I acknowledge that antisocial behaviour and property crime continue to be an issue for the community. And so I'm here to listen. Um, I've been travelling with the Assistant Police Commissioner, but around what ideas the community have, because there's not a one size fit all model for the Northern Territory. We need to have local leadership. We need to have tailored solutions for each community. So I've got ideas and we've certainly seen investment in this space, but clearly more needs to be done. There needs to be things done immediately, as well as continuing that generational change that is so important. You say things need to be done immediately. I mean, over the years, we've had so many talk fests at local council level and government level and, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years later, not much has changed. In fact, the situation is now probably as, as bad as it's ever been. And I think now Alice Springs people are becoming, and that's all Alice Springs residents, both Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal, are starting to get very tired of how they're forced to live day by day. And when we hear stories of uh, gangs of 20, 40, or whatever the numbers are, youths roaming the street at night, um, terrorising people, I mean, that's surely that could be managed. How it's done, that's what you've got to work out. But I think people now are very tired of living in fear and that's not a good place to be. And again, talking about Alice Springs, um, I've been up and down the track a few times and uh, what I'm hearing from a lot of potential tourists is they want to know, is it safe to come to Alice Springs? Now, how, if we can't solve that problem going into the future, what are we going to do? We know the frustrations of community. We feel that it's unacceptable and there's not going to be a single solution that's going to overcome these no. issues, but we do need to make sure that they're tailored to the local community. So you've seen Strike Force Viper in place in Alice Springs, but additionally, we're working with Alice Springs Town Council around um, a CCTV control room about getting, you know, so we can, we can prevent these things from before they happen. And so it is also about making sure that, and, you know, you raised the point about young people and we need to acknowledge that not all crime and antisocial behaviour is committed by young people. We know that grog and alcohol is a driving factor and secondary supply is an issue. So that's an element we need to focus on. But when we do talk about young people, we need to make sure that we've got cohesion of services and that we're engaged. And so Minister Kate Warden has been the Minister for Territory Families and she's done a body of work in that space. And we are starting to see some statistics improve there. But I've now given her her, the, the Minister for Police Portfolio, so that we've got that direct um, conversations happening, the one minister that's overseeing it, so that we can uh, ensure that our services are working together to deliver that change that our community expects. And your talks with Mayor Patterson, he obviously, like all mayors of Alice Springs, they're very passionate about their town. It's a beautiful place and, you know, every Centralian deserves, you know, a safe place and it, it, it should be somewhere that, um, you know, we, we celebrate. And so in terms of the Mayor, I have spoken to him. I'm looking forward to catching up with him and the Council tomorrow. I've also got meetings with Chief Minister and Cabinet and also um, local business representatives. So I'm very much here to, to hear what the community wants, you know, and if there's any ideas and, and locally tailored solutions. And as I said, we've got ideas, we've got work that's happening in this space, but we do need to make sure it's it's appropriate and adapted. Sure. Going forward again, I did mention talk fests and things. Um, 
I mean, I know you can't put a, a time and a date, but looking at the issue and knowing how severe it is, what can you say to the people of Alice Springs that gives them some hope going forward? I can point to the work that we have done. We're always willing to adjust policies and legislation, and you've seen that. We know that alcohol is the basis of so much crime and antisocial behaviour, and we will continue to be agile in that space with measures. It, equally, we've given police um, you know, a record budget, ensuring that they've got the resources, uh, making sure that our NGOs are working with those within government organisations that provide support so that we don't see young people on the streets and then um, stepping into this behaviour mm. that is risky behaviour that they then potentially end up having a contact with the, the justice system. So part of the work is complex. You touched upon it yourself, the Aboriginal Justice Agreement. Part of it, um, you know, can be simple, um, straightforward solutions um, that might be just a simple practical thing that can deter people from partaking in that behaviour. And other things are more complex that will take time. But you'll certainly, you know, it's I'm less than two weeks into the job, getting out across the territory, listening to the community, and you will see change. Um, on a more positive note, going forward, two weeks in the job, I mean, apart from the issue we've just spoken about, what do you see as the big issues going forward for your government? So we know that there is many economic opportunities right across the Northern Territory, whether it's in the top end or whether it's in the regional areas. So driving our economy so that we have jobs for our young people, jobs for people that want to live here in the Territory, but also housing is a key factor, working with this new Commonwealth Government around the significant investments that will come into the Territory. So there's a lot to do, but I'm certainly determined to achieve it. We've touched on addressing the ongoing problems, but Telling them about how significant their town is. I mean, there was a thing called the Berrima Line. They keep telling me it's not there. How do you feel about coming down here? And what's your connection to Alice? Yeah, I think that's a really important question. I'm a Territory girl. I was born in the Territory. I remember coming to Alice Springs mainly for swimming carnivals in the 1990s. That was my sport and just beautiful fond memories. I've travelled to Alice numerous times with my family since I've been elected as a minister, you know, brought the kids down here during school holidays. So just to let the residents of Alice Springs know that I'll be here regularly, but when I'm here, I'll be a part of their community, meeting with them, talking to local media, which I think is really important. On that note, uh, Chief Minister Natasha Files, many thanks for joining us today. We look forward to many more conversations. Terrific. Thank you.